Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Okay, we are back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Elk Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. You still out there driving the bus, you lowly menial bus driver? You. Yeah, I'm telling you, Elk. Without Tucker, I'm lost. To be honest with you, but dude, Tucker's coming to Twitter, so I, I think I think we're going to be okay. Is that official or just room out there? He made a he made oh he made a video announcement last night. He he and Elon Musk are going to have Twitter. Uh, basically a, a broadcast on Twitter. Wow. Wow. That's a big deal. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, crew. Good morning to you. Regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Good morning. Living the dream, guys. It's good to see you. All right. And we have got with us a friend of the station, uh, somebody we always enjoy having, Representative Scott Sapecki. Good morning, everybody. Hey, uh, Delk, I just want to give a big shout-out to you. I really appreciate the work you were doing last week uh, uh, trying to negotiate Drake Colley and Tucker Carlson to be on Three Dudes in a View together at the same time. Uh, Drake, it would have made was, for great radio. Drake was great, and he's such a good fella. And it, uh, you know, I listened to every episode last week. Something else I want to talk about real quickly from last week, we were down in Apalachicola, Florida with our four-year-old granddaughter, uh, Ridley Kennedy, and just had a ball, and it was her first trip ever to the beach. But we rented... Uh, while we were down there a gmc acadia folks that is a fantastic family vehicle uh it will seat eight people and if you fold down the back seat it'll still seat five and you've got a cargo area in there that's a cavern you know and but it not not like some of these other vehicles that i don't like it's not a big long vehicle it doesn't feel like you're uh you know driving an aircraft carrier it's very (laughs) it's very nimble it's comfortable now folks they are available right here in columbia tennessee go out to parks motor sales see robert rogers or uh 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 nuts what's his cousin's name uh michael parks lawrence yeah that's right and uh they will fix you up with an acadia i it's the most practical, comfortable family vehicle I can and imagine. I mean, it was a true pleasure. Uh, and we needed a family. You know, we had a four-year-old, a bunch of luggage with us. We, so it worked well. Can I say something, Delk? Yes, ma'am. So I've got a broken foot, so I'm getting picked up by a lot of folks. And uh, one of my clients last week came in with a rental car, and she pulled up in front of my house with a little battery-operated Chevy Volt. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I didn't know they still No, existed. listen. It was zippy. It was quiet. It was one of the best rides I'd had in a long time. Yeah, now, have that's, fun. I mean, so, it, so now I don't know if it goes more than 30 miles before you have to charge it. 
Like those semis in California now, they're, uh, Gavin Newsom is so excited about these semis that are now battery operated, but they go for two hours and then you have to charge them for 18. I, but, you know, we might as well go down, you know, might as well go down and get the Mennonites to build us a buggy and <laughs> right. give us a horse. <laughs> All right. Scott Specky wants to talk about these special session, and, that, and I want to talk about it too. The front page of today's Herald says that Governor Lee has set a special session to consider issues surrounding gun violence uh, August 21st of this year. And um, so, Scott, what, what's your thoughts? Well, it looks like the governor is going to call us in August 21st. Uh, the call should be for one week, so we'll be out by Friday. <clears throat> if you've, uh, this is my sixth special session. It's hard to get a special <laughs> session, right, Scott? I mean, it's it's unusual to get them. Uh, before 2018, there were four in the entire history of, of the state of Tennessee. Right. And now I've taken part of now my sixth one. Wow. Um, so wow. Um, it'll be very direct. Uh, the governor will make the call. Uh, it'll open up mental health. It'll open up uh, Title 39, which is also uh, law enforcement and, and, and criminal justice. And so uh, we're waiting for the language of what the governor's going to want us to do. Sometimes he will provide legislation for us. Other times he just opens the call and tells us what part of code. Um, I know there's some issues that uh, leadership right now in Nashville is working on in regards to mental health. We already have, and Doug, you can probably go into this more, on domestic violence. When there's a domestic violence issue in the household, there's a clear process on how you can protect those individuals in the household. What's kind of unclear is how does that relate to just normal situations where someone could be presenting, for instance, in a Walmart, and, and I'm not disregarding Walmart here, but in a parking lot, uh, making uh, claims or, or acting irrationally, how do we make sure that they're not a threat to others and make sure that they have a, a process that protects their constitutional rights moving forward? And so there's yeah. a lot of a lot of moving parts in this right now. Um, a lot of hypotheticals. We're trying to wait. I, I try to hold a lot of my comments until I actually see legislation to try to figure out what it's going to do. Um, we are still uh, pretty much demanding the manifesto and the toxicology report and testimony from law enforcement uh, to tell us what the what the manifesto means. And that's from the Covenant shooting, from correct? From the Covenant yes. shooting. Uh, we're also asking for mental health people to come in and talk to the General Assembly and give us an evaluation of, of what's in the manifesto and what what kind of picture does that present on the mental health of the individual? And then medical professionals, when you have a female going through transition, uh, uh, I guess, um, to become a man. medications right. uh, with the testosterone, what does that do to the, the human psyche? And just trying to get a better picture of what we're trying to solve here and then look at the legislation proposed to see if it's even going to solve the problem that we're trying to fix. That's a whole yeah, lot of stuff to talk about in a week. In a week. Yeah, just a it week. Seemed, it seems, Scott, I listened to you and read the paper that the two big issues are mental health and also, you know, what our gun laws are presently in terms of. Uh, well, let me let me try to unpack that. There's a the, folks the red flag law. There, that is not a legal term. It's just however whoever's using it defines it at the moment. It, it's. But what uh, our legislature does not want to do, and I agree, is to have a procedure out there, say, where a police officer or a neighbor could go to a magistrate and then the guns of the neighbor would be taken away pending a hearing. That's called an ex parte or one-sided hearing. What the legislature, though, I think, from listening to Scott and others might reach consensus on is a two-party hearing 
where the gun owner and the proponent, whether that's the neighbor or a police officer, both have an opportunity to be heard before the court, before any guns are confiscated or taken away. Uh, now, in in Tennessee right now, we, we do have a fairly clearly delineated law on where domestic violence is involved. Somebody beats up their wife or their girlfriend. Uh, that's very routine after a hearing involving both sides. Uh, a general sessions judge or other judge, but it usually happens in general sessions court, can uh, order the uh, uh, the respondent not to have guns. That's very routine. It happens all every day. But both sides are hurt. Both sides are hurt, exactly. And what's not clear in Tennessee right now is the situation where somebody, you know, turns around and tells everybody in earshot, I'm going to go shoot up school. That's not a domestic situation. Uh, And perhaps I think the legislature might consider a clearly defined path where both sides could be heard and that gun taken away if the court finds that that's uh, they're danger. They're danger. Yeah, danger themselves or others, right? But the, in there is a problem, no doubt. Uh, if someone threatens their wife, you're talking about the family, one family. Well, when somebody threatens a school, you that's impacting many families, and we need to have some kind of legislation that deals with that. The other thing is that you know I hear Scott talk about mental health, and everybody's talking about mental health. We don't even have the facilities to deal with the people we got now well that is that's a great that's where you and scott specky uh have an agreement mr york because he was talking about that before he came on there so one of the things mr york and, and you are spot on i mean we agree on this is we do not have the capacity to get these people the help in facilities that they need right now. Um, yeah, because outpatient's not going to cut it. Give people two pills and send them home, that's not going to cut it. That's correct, Mr. York. And so one of the things that we are looking at is uh, we have a, a huge asset here in Murray County called Pinewood Springs. And how can we use those assets to get people the necessary help they need uh, with these private entities where the government can come in and helpfully, like with TenCare, provide resources if an individual presents in a mental health crisis and they're deemed by a professional to be at risk, we have a place for these people to go to get past the crisis and start to get the help. That is the million-dollar question, Mr. York, of how do we do that? Because we used to do it in the past. We used let, to let me be sarcastic with you a second, Scott. Shocker. We fill private prisons, so why can't we fill private facilities? Well, that, well, that's true, but but we are trying. <laughs> we don't have enough of them, Mr. York. That's the problem. Pinewood Springs is a unique place. I think there's only three in the entire state of Tennessee. I, I've I've never heard of an in, inpatient facility until Pinewood Springs. Well, I mean, Cloverbottom back before I even. You know, got a law license. Right, existed up Pavilion in that. used to be. Right. So, but, so one of the things we're yeah, work, one of the things that it's unheard. One of the things we're working on, Mr. York, is can we provide pro, uh, public-private partnerships with these facilities to get the people the help they need, but keep them in the facility while they're getting the help. 
to make sure that they're not a risk or a danger to society. If you make a th- if you cross over the bridge, Mr. York, that you're willing to look down a barrel and squeeze the trigger and kill somebody, you're in a mental health issue there. And we've got to make sure that we get you the proper help in the proper facility to do that. Now, I, I know you're older than me, Mr. York, and, and there were at times that we had these facilities all across the country. Yeah, but, but the Clover, Clover Bottom and Nashville when I was growing up. But a lot of these were closed because of the abuses yes. that were going on yes. in these facilities, and they were notorious. Correct. They would tie people in straitjackets. So we've a got lot of, a lot of them recall were closed because of political involvement by the Reagan administration. And and and, and the reason why they got involved, and I, and I went back and studied this, was because of the abuses that were going on to those individuals. Yeah, the abuses were notorious. So we got to figure out how can we just Pinewood Springs is right here in Murray County. We need to figure out how we can we can partner with that facility to provide the necessary help for those individuals that are needing. I think it's something, Mr. York, that you and I agree on, that we've got to have a place for these people to go to get the help they need, not just give them drugs and send them home. Yeah, I'm, and just to give an example. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I think y'all are totally agree, but I, I, and to give an example. Of Hold on, where, Mr. York and I agreed. Write this what date time down. Is it? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, write this date down. Put it in, in a star. Put a star by it. My, but, my, my next goal is Drake. That's my next goal. Me and Drake agree. Uh, there we go. No, uh, that's just one issue, Scott. Don't get it. Don't get so excited. Hey, I, uh, we can. Hey, one step at a time. One step at a time. Now, yeah. a lot of right. a lot but, of these serial the a lot of these serial killings start with a domestic yeah. issue at a house. Yeah, and then they of. leave there and shoot up a bunch of people. Let, let me give a concrete example for you. The, uh, when I was practicing law in the 80s here locally, uh, there was a fellow down in Pulaski who was just, uh, he didn't have any guns. But he was, I mean, the police were called over and over and over. And he's yelling and screaming at his neighbors. He's going to kill them. He's going to kill them. You know, I think he'd just stand out in the road and just yell at random people passing by, I'm going to kill you. And, you know, the police would make an arrest for something when they could you know well finally but you know there was no inpatient facility there was nothing that could be done and you know maybe keep him a couple of three days in jail finally dude just he starts up a chainsaw goes next door and cuts his neighbor's head off uh that that's the kind of situation that this mental health uh uh, right. uh, effort needs to address. Are they going to take all knives, guns, chainsaws, everything, pencils? All right, all right. Let's take a break. Come back. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. 
What do you see? The sun is rising Most definitely All right, there we go. Tommy James and the Shondells. Uh, Crystal Blue Persuasion. Great song. It is a great song. Yeah, it is. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? You're still driving the bus. Well, the bus is uh, currently getting some maintenance done. Uh, I had the bus. uh, I'm not going to name the place yet. I don't want to go there. But I had my oil changed last week. And as I was on my way in this morning... The oil below minimum refill immediately, like, came on, and uh, that's not good. So, no, no, uh, no, I, no. I'm here trying to get, I'm trying to get that settled with them. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, engines, but good morning. Yeah, engines without oil are not a good thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, I think that's probably the first thing that you got to do. That when you take the oil out, you got to replace the oil, and uh, I'm concerned. Um, the oil wasn't fully replaced. Uh, or you got a leak? No, no leak, no leak. I, 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 I tend to watch that stuff. I, I don't. No, there's no leak. So there we go. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How you doing? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, crew. Hey, regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Thanks for having me. And friend of the station who's here with us today to talk about this. Uh, special session called by governor lee on october 21st of the tennessee legislature what what might be considered what what they're going to look at maybe what possible outcomes there might be from that special session it's all about mental health and guns uh representative scott speck how you doing good morning everybody hey let me real quick doug if you don't mind let me yeah, go let me, let me clarify something here and, and i appreciate people texting in is the i didn't want people to think that Pinewood Springs here in Murray County was going to be the only facility in the state of Tennessee. What I was trying to tell people is we already have a blueprint for something that is very successful and take that and manufacture it and replicate it across the state of Tennessee, such as... You're talking about Pinewood Springs. That's correct. If we had one of those facilities in every senatorial district, we could have 33 of these facilities across the states, which would be tied to hospitals. Uh, Pinewood Springs, I believe, is tied to Murray Regional and... I don't want to say because I, I don't. I, want to, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but, Scott, but, but but they are tied to hospitals, yeah. and so if we could if we could replicate this, and and if you it costs roughly about forty million dollars to build Pinewood Springs, if we replicated that and did these public private partnerships across the state, we could have thirty three of these facilities, one in every senatorial district, and it would roughly cost the state and private partnerships together about one point three to one point four billion dollars. There you go. Well, Scott, you don't need you. We need to build them as needed in areas that have a concentration of, of incidents. I mean, that's correct. Just yes. wholeheartedly go and build thirty three. That may not be necessary, or it could be more be needed. You know, Mr. I don't, hold on, Mister York, Mister York. We, we agree again. You sound like a conservative. I'm, that's right. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. It's reasonable. I mean, yeah, you don't but put, you I may buy a you. new car. I don't buy a new car if I don't need one. Yeah, well, but Pinewood Springs has York, been full you, from the beginning, right? Mister York, you bring up a very interesting idea that I'm not sure that I agree with, but I certainly have no expertise that mental health issues may be concentrated in certain populations 
Uh, I've never observed that. It seems like their mental health issues are broad and deep in all populations. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah, think... Yeah, they could be in any population, but I'm saying if, if, if we're building facilities to try to deal with the issue, we need to look at, at, at the areas that are really having problems first and then then do the others later. You well, know? I, so, I would so, be interested to, know, to see the numbers on that, to see if certain areas or populations have greater mental health difficulties. Well, that's well, maybe, that's maybe, not my experience. Well, I think maybe what you're saying, Mr. York, is prioritize them based off of where the need is the most with the intent to build 33 of them but yeah. we're, but we're going to focus okay. where they're needed the most. Yeah. And then and then as we roll these out, then let's just hypothetically say that um, Chattanooga has the highest incidence, right? We would build the first one in Chattanooga. And then we would just go down the list of what the mental health professionals are telling us where the need is the most prioritized. And then just take the time to allocate. The General Assembly would allocate the money up front. And then as we build these out, then we would just continue to, to move them along. I think that's what you're saying. Is that right, Ms. York? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So these I mean, would be... that, that makes common sense. That's common sense. Yeah, so the state, state would good. help build these financially. Yeah, we do, we do a, pro, a public-private partnership. So... So they would have a say, or it, Pinewood is private, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct. Okay, but money's given to Pinewood. Uh, no, no. For, well, well, I mean, what they would do is uh, individuals that would have ten care, they'd be they would be able to go to Pinewood Springs. Um, you could do it where um, uh, DCS could make direct referrals for children that are in crisis. Right. Uh, our corrections, if they've got people, and this, and I've talked to corrections about this. There are times when somebody who's out on parole starts to the world of life starts to build up on them. And they start to think it's just easier to go back in than it is to stay out. And they just need some counseling. They need some help. Or corrections would be able to make direct referrals to these these places. And then if law enforcement would come across somebody that's in a Walmart doing something that's irrational, they could take them to the mental health facility and get them to the mental health facility immediately. Instead of going into the jails. Right. Because you'd save money through the uh, the jail system if you sent them the other way. I mean, it might wash. It should wash. I mean, it should wash. But we're not putting them in a prison facility that doesn't have the capacity to get them the help they need to get their lives turned around. Just because you have a mental episode doesn't mean we're throwing away a life. Right. It means we've got to get you the necessary help. Yeah, just like in Columbia, uh, last week I was at a, a local store, and there was a person in there, female, Caucasian, and she was just cursing the whole group in the store out. And she walked in, walked around, cursed them out, and then walked out. And everybody was kind of standing by the door. And and she was just going on and on and on. And just finally she walked out. Okay. That's the type of person that could, could have benefit. some help in a my, facility. My benefit. I, well, you know, I'm very curious, folks, because, you know, I, I think most you've heard my story. I retired from the U.S. Attorney's Office in Nashville. Uh what five years ago now and came back and practiced law here locally for a couple of years and that was before pinewood springs opened i would say that a third to the half of the people you know who've been charged with crimes in our here locally in murray county have mental health problems that's just a rough guess based on experience uh we didn't have pinewood springs available you know, when I was practicing law here locally after I retired, that's come that's come online since I closed out my law practice. 
uh, we had Centerstone, to which we referred people all the time, and basically it was not a... It's not <laughs> an inpatient or... Well, it was outpatient stuff, and it just... It, it, it wasn't good. It, it, it just wasn't good service. wasn't working out well. It didn't help much. Uh, so I'd be very interested, and I will go talk to my colleagues uh, and other folks in the criminal justice system to see how uh, see how things have changed since Pinewood opened. Uh, see what kind of impact it's had. Well, it might help. I mean, it could really benefit the court system. Oh gosh, to, yes. to have a referral a referral partner. Instead of incarcerating somebody and putting them in, in a situation that might escalate the mental health, oh, that issue. is a chronic right. need, Scott. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. So that's what that's what that's one of the things that I'm I'm trying to work on is how do we create this dynamic to and and to prevent the abuses of the past, right? Where if you have uh, DCS or or corrections that can go into these facilities and make sure that the abuses aren't happening and that people are getting the proper help. And if you spread these out all across the state, then what we don't have is we have a facility here in Murray County that everybody's sending their problems here. Right. If they're in all the districts across the state, then then we're all kind of taking care of our own people. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, t- so take th- care of your this, own. This is, all these things are what the legislature is going to look at August 21st and try to figure out what to do correct so yeah what you gonna look at about guns scott tennessee according to the Rand report is higher on firearm deaths than anybody in the nation they're higher on uh, firearm suicides and they're higher on firearm homicides according to the Rand corporation we're above the national average what what do you think is going to happen with legislation or talks about guns uh, I, I texas don't... has already passed a law uh, the, yesterday i think to not allow 18-year-olds to buy automatic weapons. So uh, we, we... Nobody can buy an automatic weapon. Well, well, you mean semi-automatic, right? Semi-automatic, yeah. Okay, I just want to clarify that. Um, uh, I don't know, Mr. York. I think the issue that we're being brought into with the special session is is focused on mental health. That's what we're being told. Um, and how this individual... And this is where we got to have all the, all the information... This individual at Covenant procured all of their guns legally. That's what we're being told. There was nothing illegal about what was done. Now, and I talked to criminal justice on this. I think we have over, I think it's over 200 laws on the books about people gaining access to firearms illegally. Actually, uh, possessing a firearm while suffering a mental health or uh, episode. Yeah, it is illegal, but it's 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 almost impossible to enforce. And and that's the problem is we have we have hundreds and hundreds of bills of laws on the books that tell people you can't do this if you're a felon, right? You, right. The laws are 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 not pe- right. people who obey the laws, they obey the laws. That's right. But if and, you have a mental condition, you don't obey the laws. Well, so, well, you know, is, that's why you need well, mental facilities to treat people. So that's, that's, that is the nuance, Mr. York, of how we're trying to work through that is this individual that everybody's talking about procured all of their firearms legally. Legally. And so how do we... 
I mean, uh, I, 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 how do you identify right. the people that? Uh, how do you do this? How do you do that? Because how do you, if, how, if, how do you identify the people that shouldn't have guns? Because, for instance, if I went out to purchase a firearm today, I'm a law-abiding legal citizen. I could go purchase a firearm. What about if you had a ten or twenty day waiting period? Well, that still wouldn't have prevented the shooter from getting the guns. Well, we they, don't know that. Well, it, yes, we do. It, because we've had them for a while. Well, well, no, we, we do. They may have changed their mind. Well, we do know this because we know when the per, when the firearms were purchased. It was well outside the window of any type of waiting period. So th- this is what we're trying to what we're trying not to go down to down this pathway is the gun is the problem. Right. The, the gun is well, not the gun the, is the problem. No, it's not, Scott. Mr. York. It's not, Mr. York. You know, and, and, okay, hold on, hold on. You're going to deflect you know, to mental health. I it's practice, not, practice. Mental health is not the always well, hold on. Let, let, let me ask Mr. York a question. All right, all right, go, Mr. Go. Mr. York, there was a driver, there was a car that killed eight people? Eight people mm-hmm. this past There week. was a car, Mr. York, that killed eight people in Texas. Is that correct? Or was yeah. it? Or was it the driver behind the car that killed the eight people. Because I'm not aware of cars. That's car. like apples and oranges. No, it's no, not, Mr. It's York. Not. It is no, Mr. York. Sense it was a driver. Now, Mr. York. It was the driver. And, and, and so the driver behind the firearm at Covenant uh, yeah. killed these people. That's right. That's it's, a fact. That's non-disputed. Yeah, and you Mr. Want to York reflect to to the person. Mr. I know that's well, the way. That's the Ms. talking Ms. York, point. To, but the gun is also the problem, Scott. To well, buy, why is the gun? Two yeah, things can be true. Two things can be true at the same time. Let the me tell you where I don't want this slippery slope to go, and this is where I stand: is that for the last three years, I've heard that conservatives are mentally ill and they need to be reeducated, and I don't want this to slide into uh, we got to confiscate all guns from all Republicans because that's Nobody's where this will head. That's guns, where David. this you will eventually so head. I am telling you, long term, this is where they're trying to that's get not to. Where anybody's trying no, to go. okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, it is. so, Mr. York, what what <laughs> what I what I try to do is I try to look at the problem, identify the problem, and then look at the legislation to see if it's solving the problem. That's what. So you don't believe does. that we need to stop the sale of AR-15s or other no, sir, semi-automatic weapons? There's nothing in the Constitution. I don't think there's, that an AR is a semi-automatic. The Constitution, there's, there's no, you know how you all de- well, deflect that, and, and conflict the, the Second Amendment. That is not in reality of today's population. Well, I think well, it's more needed today than ever, Jim. Mr. Mr. York, yeah, it it's is. Very, it's we, very... don't, we don't have militias. Well, we do have some illegal militias running around the country, but we don't take pride yeah, in the militias called Antifa. that there are. Mr. Mr. York. All right, All right folks, folks, boys. Uh, folks, hang on, folks. The uh, Representative Specky has got to leave. Uh, Scott, thank you for getting us updated on this upcoming uh, special session and look forward to hearing from you as the summer goes on as to What's developing there? Yes, sir. We'll see you around soon. All right, man. Focus on guns, Scott. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
St. Jude Children's Research Hospital helps countless children in need by preventing pediatric diseases through research and treatment. For the fourth straight year, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram will be donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. With your help, we've been able to raise over $80,000 to help St. Jude with their inspiring work over the last four years. This April and May, join us in continuing to help St. Jude protect what matters most to families at no cost to them. You can count on us. Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Let's talk about antique versus vintage jewelry. Did you know antique jewelry is over 100 years old and vintage is 50 to 100 years? Tillis Jewelry located downtown Columbia has a wonderful collection from Georgian, Victorian, Edwardian, and Art Deco. We select every piece for their timeless beauty. Stop by and select your favorite piece. Jewelry to last a lifetime. Remember, Tillis Jewelry, your antique and vintage jewelry store. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Heller's Heat. Wave heroes are keeping you from getting burned this summer. If you know you need an AC replacement, don't wait until it breaks down and you're sweating it out. Our Heat Wave heroes are saving the day with hot deals to keep you cool. Get a free UV light and free electronic air cleaner when you purchase select new HVAC systems this month. Don't wait until you need rescuing. Call the Heat Wave heroes. Visit happyhiller.com. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Fast-paced health provides easy access to quality care close to home. The streets you live on are the streets we live on. We're part of the baseball games and Main Street parades. Your community is our community, and it's our mission to provide you with quick, convenient, and affordable health care. We're here for the injuries and illnesses, the preventative treatments, the chronic conditions, and so much more. Fast-paced health. Reserve your spot in line today. Fast-paced health is now open at 600 South James M. Kimball Boulevard. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. All right, Red Rubber Ball. Debbie, I think that was a one-hit wonder for somebody. I think somebody. so. I can't remember who it was. But, okay. But uh, I hear it every day, and I love it. Yep. I'm dude number three. That's a great tune, yeah. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's apt for what we do here on this show. You know, we talk about doom and gloom, and once in a while, the, you got to remember the worst is over now, and the sun is coming up like a Red Rubber Ball. Uh, my name is El Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris must be still trying to figure out that oil problem uh dude number one mr jim york how are you hey del good morning crew del i'd I'd like to say uh that allen shooting was not not a person i know but it touched the relationship my my nephew and my daughter were friends with a a young man that got injured and went through surgery in allen texas and that that's the second one the first one was my friend that lives in nashville his daughter got got injured uh at the waffle house shooting in nashville so people let you know it's getting closer and closer with the gun violence across this nation i'm sure that if when it's people that you know it it brings a whole other perspective mr york I, I, i'm sure uh regular special guest to debbie matthews how are you good morning so glad to be here glad to have you all right mr york i i it would not bring it up, but uh, surely you've got something to crow about from a New York jury uh, this morning. Yeah, six men, three women. Manhattan jury gave Trump a Man- fair trial. Yeah. Gave him a fair trial. Well, actually, no. He, it was he a, testified. No. What what what's 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 sickening, no doubt, is the fact. I know you're an outstanding citizen in this community. And I know you probably wouldn't take liberties at females, but he made it sound as if it was something normal. He was a star, and he could grope women at any time he wanted to. And then he insults the person that was doing doing, doing the questioning to him, you're not my type either. <laughs> you know, I mean, who would do that? You ever had something like that happen to you when you question a witness? They tell you you look stupid or ugly and 
Oh, they Lord, would yeah. answer your questions, huh? Oh, I, I've seen it all, Miss York. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it happens. Uh, I mean, what happened to them as a result of that? Though? That's what I'm talking about. Well, the statute of limitations was up on this years ago, so they waived that right to bring it up. And well, I understand that I'm not there's sure how that happened. All I know, it was tried in downtown. Yes, Manhattan. it was. They the statute of limitations was well over, and they opened that back up so this specifically could happen, and they charged him. Not with rape, but sexual abuse. Now, I don't know what well, that was. Now, the jury found uh, against the woman on the rape allegation. Right, exactly. Yeah. Defamation of character and in, in sex, uh, sexual abuse. Well, that opens up an interesting possibility, though. I mean, of course, you know... Bill Clinton just needs to hold his hat because yeah, it's coming hard on him on this. Uh, well, the anti-Trump... Well, he settled, and Trump could have settled this, but he didn't want to. Right. Uh, the... Uh, you know, this was tried in Manhattan. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, this, this is kind of jury who just say, uh, you know, tell me what he's charged with and guilty. You know, I mean, yeah. Uh, what's interesting though is apparently this lady wrote a book, and mm-hmm. which has already been published, uh, which. Uh, which uh which she details her allegations of rape well the jury found against her on her rape allegation that means that the book now is a defamation a wrongful defamation of trump now that <laughs> that book is you know i'm sure it's been sold in every state Yes. In the country. That means that uh, Trump... It's published defamation. Yeah, that means that Trump... Oh, let me say what that means, Mr. York. Let me say what that means. That means that that Trump could sue the woman for defamation of character right here in Murray County. And let's see that, how that turns out. He's going to get his $5 million back and more. All right, go ahead, Mr. York. That's a poor excuse for a sexual predator that people in your cult just love. That's a poor excuse. Listen, Jim, listen to me. 26, some 26 women have complained about him. People at his staff at Mar-a-Lago complained about him. And and he continued, continued to do those things, and you all just... Celebrate I think, his existence. I think in these the women. I, I think, think they need women. to show up at a police station as soon as it happened and file charges the minute it happens. That's what everybody needs to do. We yeah, need to I, teach our daughters to make sure they file I mean, charges it, you know, the minute it happens. Trump, Brett Kavanaugh, just lines of women, you know, saying that they were raped. And if DeSantis um, is a serious contender, they'll be lining up for him. There'll be a too. line of women say they've been raped and and and. You, you know, uh, and Tommy Tuberville, Tommy Tuberville said he'd vote for him twice. He's a senator of Alabama. Mm-hmm. What kind of disgraceful mm-hmm. acts do you people know, have to do false, for you not to follow? False sexual allegations are now a standard <laughs> part of the Democratic yeah, playbook. playbook. Well, now I'm not going to say anything no about this. I'm not going to say anything about this woman or this case, even though I heard she and her other two women have text chains where they were going to lie about all this stuff to get him. That's out there. Been out there for a long time about these text messages. But what I'm going to say is this. I have lived and made a living in the music business. I have been on buses with stars. I have been with their their um their their 
uh, band members. And I have watched women unleash themselves to do anything with any of these guys for for whatever purpose because they're famous. And so when you talk about that Donald Trump was a celebrity, he may have overstepped on t- some t- kind of things, but I'm telling you, as a celebrity, things were thrown at him constantly. That is for well, sure. But these women have out- zero hesitation about entering a bus with a country star or one of their members of their band. I don't care how old they are. I'm telling you the stuff that's going out there. If you are a celebrity, it is thrown in your face daily, every five minutes. That's people who are agreeing, Debbie. That's not someone who somebody. Oh, Jim, but what? 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 If they're well, but what happens is these people, ten or fifteen years later, they want fifteen minutes of fame, Jim, and so they say that this happened on this particular day, and the guy's got to defend himself. This is where we are. This is just standard. If you are a woman and you're defending anything that Trump did, then aren't so so for you, you know? But. But that happens in politics. It happens in celebrities. It happens. But the thing is, when when a woman does not uh, allow something to happen, and a person forces themselves, that's wrong. A then she should have well, taken it that I'm, day I'm, I'm to just, the police. That I'm day, not, I'm not a woman, but I'm not defending what he did because he didn't do it. All right, Miss Yorker, are you going to uh, defend the women that uh, accused Bill Clinton? Yeah. yeah, I mean, if he did something and Bill went through all that with what he did, he, you know, he okay. denied it, but they found that he did. So, you know, but Trump doesn't want to pay the cost to be the boss. Well, he Trump wants, says he that he didn't to, do he it. He wants to do women and, and brag about it and say and said that he was a star. Yeah, stars do it for a million years. They've done it. And yeah, I'm a star. What kind of star? It must not have any bright shine. Again, Jim, I'm not justifying anything, but I am telling you in the world of celebrity, girls and women throw themselves without hesitation. Constantly. Okay, constantly. And then later on, if they can get 15 minutes of fame saying he abused me, they're going to go after that. 15 minutes of fame. Now, again, I am asking all women that if they have a daughter or you have a best friend that comes to you and says, this happened to me, then you get them to the police right then, do the rape kits right then, that it is it is not hearsay years later. It is taking place at that moment. That's what we need to teach our daughters. It happens all the time in the musical business and celebrities it happens in politics recently we had a situation up in tennessee where campbell had to resign because he was harassing the interns it happens all the time and they should be held accountable if that's the case if they filed the complaint that if they file a complaint right when it happens that is the way it should be done well nobody's ever held trump out as a choir boy that's no he's an imperfect vessel that's for sure. But well, imperfect vessels can also sink, and it's time for him to sink. Well, uh, we knew that. I just want somebody to speak truth we to the power of the deep short. state, and he's yeah. about the only person that can stand the no withering. Deep state is just common decency in no. this country. Common <laughs> okay. decency. Okay. Abide by the law, and you're gonna live a good life. Well, I didn't know of Trump being arrested or even being any of this before he got into politics. Do you, Delk? Did no, anything I mean, come just, up against it's Trump? It's just a fact of life. If if you if you become a prominent Republican. 
The Democrats will round up 20, 30 women and say you molest them. That's just what they do. That's their playbook, you know. So, And if it goes to court and the courts decide the six men and three women that he was guilty, then he was guilty. Six men and three women who were Trump haters before they ever got sworn into the jury. That's right. Manhattan. No, most of them were mega-Trumpers. Oh, yeah. No, Mr. York. Mm -hmm. Several of them were very conservative. Several of them. There'll be 15 more of these cases against Trump. Those people don't exist. Between now and 2024, they don't want him to run again. This is what's going to happen. I said, I can't wait. I can't wait for Trump to sue this woman for defamation in Tennessee. I know. Well, he needs to put it. 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars. Yeah, and and, and a Tennessee court. A sexual predator. That's 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 nothing. Was Bill Clinton a sexual predator? You have no character. You have no character in your leadership. And you and you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Anybody I, who's got a bad yeah. reputation can come join your party. Our phones are Worse. lighting up, wanting us to ask you about Bill Clinton. I really don't care. But was <laughs> he a sexual predator, Mr. York? No, it seems like he was consensual. You know, I think it was consensual. Oh, Paula Jones was consensual? Why is it not consensual with Donald Trump? I didn't hear a word from any woman before Trump came into politics that any of this had ever happened. And he's been a public figure for a thousand years. He's got his name on the top of every building in every city in this country. If it was consensual, why did he have to settle? That's right. The the 26 women that, that accused him of different... What he paid Paula Jones a couple of million, three million dollars. That's right. I think. Yeah, Bill Clinton had, he settled because he knew it was coming. Well, he you know? settled because it was an easy way not to go to court. That's well, what Donald Trump does, huh? No, Trump he went paid, to court to say paid, I didn't do paid it. One hundred thirty thousand okay. dollars to keep it out. Of it's all, laws for thee, but not all, for me. All of you just texting the hell out of me. I did what you asked. I exposed Mr. <laughs> York as a hypocrite one more yes, time. That's right. It just doesn't make any difference to me, though. Uh, well, y'all celebrate a sexual predator. That's okay. That that tells people who's got a lot of morality where you stand at. Wait you know? a second, Jim. You're talking. Uh, uh, now listen. I, again, until Trump got into politics, none of this was anywhere on site. You know, I'm I'm sort of like, uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln and Ulysses Grant. Uh, all of a sudden, Ulysses Grant, you know, after a long string of Union generals who failed, got beat, retreated, uh, et cetera, uh, Ulysses Grant was winning consistently in his uh, leading uh, the Union Army against the Confederacy. And, uh, you know, Lincoln said, you know, I think I'm going to put Grant in charge of the entire Union Army. And all of his aides go, Mr. Lincoln, Mr. Lincoln, you can't do that. He, he's a drinker. He's drunk all the time. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Lincoln said, buy him a bottle of his favorite and tell him congratulations. He's the new uh, commanding general of uh, United States Army. Yeah. There we go. Elk, y'all need to get another pilot for your airplane in the Republican Party because your pilot you know, is, is 29 points ahead of your dude. As I've said, I don't care if any political candidate, including Democratic candidates, have sex with goats. Just that's not that's not what I care about. Well, I right, care about the goat. Yeah, have a great day, folks.